Longtime fans of the show should be familiar with the lender formerly known as Sue Pullen, and I'm pleased to announce that she's back, fresh off a rebrand and ready to help as Sue Mackey. Sue is a certified mortgage advisor at Fairway Independent Mortgage, an equal housing lender who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. She has over 20 years of experience helping thousands of homeowners. Whether it's purchasing, refinancing, or even a reverse mortgage, Sue will help. Sue's licensed in 36 states now, so reach out and let Sue Mackey it happen for you. The best way to reach her is just give her a call at 520-977-7904 or in an email, spullen at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number of 2289. Sue Mackey has an MLS number of 206048. That email again, spullen at fairwaymc.com. And that phone number is 520-977-7904. Shoot Sue an email and let her know she needs to update that address. You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by Financial Ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hats on your face. Hello and welcome everyone. Welcome to the China Shop. I'm Shopkeeper Dan. With me as always is Kyle creator of financialineptitude.com, general badass extraordinaire, wow. and all-around great guy. How are you doing today, Kyle? I'm t- flattered. What did I do to deserve that? I don't know. I just felt like pumping you up. Oh, well, thank yeah. you. We should pump you up, though. Uh, winner of M period challenge. Oh, taking the, yeah. taking the throne from Paul. We oh. forgot to, I don't think we mentioned Paul last week, did we? Uh, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, Damn Paul it. kicked ass last week. Yeah, he did. He, <laughs> I love his comment at the end, too. It's like, I have no interest in trading this shit for real. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's probably why you're able to do well at it, Paul. Exactly. Because exactly. you're not, you're <laughs> not, not so trying. emotionally invested. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, come on into the shop with us today, folks. Sit back, relax, hedge against that rage machine. We'd like to welcome any new listeners just joining us. We know you're out there. Welcome. We're here welcome. smashing our way through a complete set of fine china, sharing our ever-growing strategies for trying to maximize gains and cut those losses. If you are new to the shop and stock trading, both in general, you should probably pause this episode and go check out one, our knowledge and resource centers on financialineptitude.com. Or give one of our many beginner trading episodes a listen. Uh, Kyle, we gotta we gotta record another beginner episode here soon. Yeah, you uh, you mentioned you might have somebody lined up. I I do. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna com- double confirm that and actually get like a date set up. Uh, uh, but uh, I think it's a good time to to go back over the basics. Yes, just a refresher on general stock trading and investing. Every time we do one of those anyway, I always feel like I learn again. So yes. I am 100% on board with that. Yeah, we got to do that. Well, 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 we'll have all those links for you there in the episode description. Uh, but the best place to be is head on over, check out our Discord server. We get on there every day with a bunch of really amazing, awesome people. And it's totally free. No paid tiers or special access areas because fuck that shite. Uh, but when you do join that server, we do have one small ask. and that's One small sent, ask. One small ask. Uh, <clears throat> ask. Uh, send us you, a private message with your email. Nope. Mailing nope. address. Ah, Send us a private message or an email 
with your mailing address. There we go. I knew I could yeah. get it. And uh, we can send you some smash it yourself swag straight from the shop. You know what? Actually, just send me an email with the mailing address. I'll I'll do it that way. You don't even have to join the Discord. Oh wow! You think you think that's there's some shy folks out there that that want some swag? They just don't want to join Discord. I think there's enough people who don't know how Discord works. Like I can't even figure it out Instagram. So I mean, I'm sure there's some people who don't want to deal with really the headache of it. A... That's yeah. a really good point. So just shoot Kyle an email at two bulls at financialnipsu.com. That's the number two b u l l s at financialnipsu.com. <laughs> Financialineptitude.com. I need to drink some, some water. Got some mush mouth going on, huh? Throat is getting thick. Ooh, ah. It's hot out there. Yeah, I bet. Milk was a bad choice. Ooh. Ooh. Hot <laughs> milk? Ugh. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a washed, waxed, and wasted episode for you today. <laughs> Lots of market moving news. Plenty of stocks on the radar. And brighter futures than the logo at Twitter. X. Wait, wait, shit, one of them. It's the can, it's can a somebody, bird and it's formally Twitter. Could someone explain to me why I didn't just go out and buy Twix? <laughs> if he wanted to brand something, like that seems perfect. <laughs> oh my goodness. I think Eminem Mars might be big enough to buy them. You think? Oh no, I'm gonna have to look that up. Well, Eminem Mars is owned by like that's like Nestle, company, isn't it? like a Nestle. Yeah, Nestle's definitely big enough to buy Twitter. That'd be uh, let's awesome. See. What's the market cap of Nestle? Okay, I just asked the internet. The internet says two hundred and seventy-seven billion. Yes, you are right. <laughs> All right. In uh, damn, that's I'm asking huge. ChatGPT what it was. And yeah, it was three hundred twenty-five billion in twenty twenty-one, according to ChatGPT. He could totally buy Twix, though. It only brings in one hundred seventy million in sales. You slap on a 10x multiplier on that. I think you, I think they'd I think they'd go for it. I yeah yeah yeah. Well, it's a little late now. Yeah. Anyway. And moving on, reach out to us, folks. We love your messages and comments on Twitter and Facebook. We got over on our Discord. Got the link to the episode description. If you're old school, you can send us an email at two bulls at financialineptitude.com. That's the number two b u l l s at financialineptitude.com. Maybe you got a hot stock tip. Maybe you want to tell us about a great trade you just made, or or maybe you're a scientist studying a captured hairless ape. When the ape reveals it can speak fluently and claims it's really a traveler from a far-off world. That one's a little too easy. Yeah? No. I think so. Unless wow. you're trying to trick us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Which, well, we'll which see. version? We'll see. Okay. We'll what see. was the last one? What was the uh, last week's? You're just a kind, gentlemanly blind man living next door to a gang of hooligans who keep trying to sneak into your backyard and fuck with your dog. Uh, I have no clue. I don't think I've seen it, that one. That's the Sandlot from the James Earl Jones oh, blind God neighbor's point of view. It. Yeah, nice. Nice job. <laughs> I have seen that. <laughs> you're killing me, Smalls. Oh, man, you're going off the beaten path with uh, some of those. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks for the curve or the that layup is uh <laughs> need, need to boost my uh, stats here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're all complaining like, oh that's too easy. Wait, I haven't gotten one Wait in a minute. Yeah, it's been like two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, all right, let's let's talk about the whatever it is we talk about right here. <sighs> that's a stupid bet. Uh, we wanted to short USM, although one of us did propose a long scenario. I just want to point that out. Uh, it did open Monday. It did start going Wait, our- wait. I don't remember which one of us. Uh, not you. 
Uh, it opened up on Monday at 33. We had a take profit at 30, and it missed that by a little bit. I think it bottomed out just below 31. Uh, but then on Tuesday, it gapped up and hit our stop loss at 35 like minutes later. So, oh, wow. uh, yeah, the only nice thing it did was made all the math nice and easy because it opened on a whole number, too. Uh, that <laughs> takes our total to 472.14. And random went with MDC, which opened at $50.84 and closed Friday at $49.81, giving mm-hmm. random $491.39. It's a hell of a, a hell of an earnings for United States Cellular Corporation. I know, I know. <laughs> Damn, too bad we didn't have that 5% trail go on from the beginning because I think we would have actually made a little bit of money then. Yeah, well, you know what? It's not every week a stock doubles yeah yeah overnight almost. more than doubles <laughs> i'm just saying uh, a pullback was to be expected it was just not quite as deep as we had hoped mm-hmm. okay wow. random's got a bold pick for uh for the end of this one um okay yeah this should be fun sounds sounds good to me all right should we move on show news is that yeah. the next thing or did uh, i miss that um, sorry, I was looking at stocks and I lost my script. Uh, Kyle, we got any show news to report? Yeah, uh, coming out on Monday, we've got Barry and Dan Habib, the father-son duo that runs the MBS Highway. Uh, oh, nice. The following week, Polly Walnuts will be making his first podcast appearance. Uh, then after that, I've got Sean O'Malley, the chief editor and writer for We Study Markets at the Investors Podcast Network. I'm hoping to make a good friend on that episode because... That would be a fun network to get involved with. Oh, yeah. That sounds yeah. amazing. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. So that's right. what's on the docket. Got some good stuff coming up. Mm-hmm. But until then, maybe uh, maybe we talk a little bit about some news. All right. Let me hit the music. Dow drops deep on moving inflation. COVID frustration, war damnation. We're just bringing you the fucking news. You gotta recognize the game if you don't wanna lose. We're just skeptics, trading information. Rioters raiding, insider trading, taxes are raising, bills on the hill. We got a crypto mill. No, they ain't growing weed. When the Fed speaks today, it's some shit we don't need. Sing it, man. Two bulls trading information. What? Two bulls trading information. I'm inclined to agree. Two bulls trading accurate very accurate um well which we start with then uh i i had a headline that caught my eye uh what was that was uh don't be fooled by rising consumer price data oh i think i got that same story take a peek behind the numbers oh what, what was your headline uh don't be fooled by the uptick in inflation economist says <laughs> prices are falling and the fed now has ammo to pause its rate hikes well, hot damn, you actually posted that first in the Discord, and I posted mine, and I thought it was a, I thought it was a duplicate. Oh, is it not? And it's, well, it's a story about the same thing, but mine's from CNN Business, and yours is from MSN Business. And they can't possibly have the same. Who's the, uh, the economist they're talking to in yours? Julia Pollack. Yep, that's the same economist story. economist for ZipRecruiter. <laughs> it's the same story. And that was the main reason why I grabbed this, is because, like, 
Hang on, wait a minute. You guys are referencing like another person who has probably a little more sway or uh, whose wor- or thoughts probably mean a little bit more. Uh, Rick Ryder, the BlackRock CIO of Global Fixed Income and head of their global allocation investment team. And the only person you can get was the zip recruiter's chief economist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like to me, that was uh, whatever this story is pushing. Like, mm, I don't know. I think you could have gotten a like, get me Mohammed El Arim, uh, then I'll listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't, you don't think, uh, you don't think inflation's slowing despite what the numbers say? I, I mean, I do believe that is the case, but uh, I think there's another problem that's going to lead to some more troubles uh, for the stock market going forward, and that's my next story. Oh, well, and we probably both have stories about that, too. Um, oh, what does that have to do with the investors bracing for turbulence as the Fed balance shri- shrinks by another trillion? Holy shit, it's exactly about, <laughs> by the way, the Fed is still... Uh, shrinking their balance sheet what in the hell is going on we're on the same page today this you know what it's all of the the watching the videos together all week and doing the dom practicing all week we just synced up our internet search history yeah we just (laughs) yeah google can't tell the difference between us anymore that's right (laughs) well this one I, i don't know if you uh fully read your stories um i definitely read this uh this one the financial times one about the balance sheet and that one looks a little more interesting yeah uh like they still want to reduce like another 1.5 trillion and the problem is that like right now the banks are so flush with cash that they're able to absorb that lack of uh buying that the fed is no longer doing because they're not replacing these um long-term debts that they're they've been purchasing this whole time so like it, it hasn't really seen much of an effect yet or it hasn't been noticeable but with once the rate hikes pause and as these companies start running out of their cash reserves, then we're really going to start to see what the effect of this quantitative tightening has. Well, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And on top of that, though, we did see that banking crisis in March. Mm-hmm. They, The Fed stepped in. They injected about $400 billion of liquidity to contain right. that. So while they're shrinking their balance sheet, they're not scared to spend. Yes, that is true. You know, so I, I, I'm not as, I mean, obviously it's going to have an effect, but I'm not as spooked uh, when I keep that in mind. Yeah. And I think the other thing to keep a watch on is going to be the, um, uh, I'm trying to find where it was in here. It has to do with the repo, the repo. Um, um, the fuck do you call that? The repo market? The Yeah. Reverse repo facilities. I think that's, yeah, the reverse repo facilities. Uh, Like there's still banks and the people who use that are still putting a shitload of money into that. Every night, 1.8 trillion is going into there. So there's still a lot of excess cash in the system. Wow. So I think paying attention to that, uh, those numbers, uh, once you start to see that coming down significantly, then I think it's time to worry or the Fed will have to start worrying. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Right. Um, Um, Okay. Yeah. You got any more? No, that was pretty much the the bulk of what I had. The the last one I had was uh, measuring of inflation. Oh yeah, we didn't actually talk about what the numbers were, did we? <laughs> no, no, we didn't hit the numbers. Okay, but I'll tell okay. you, the easiest to communicate, most meaningful number was part of a headline on CNN. 
Uh, families are spending $709 more per month than they were two years ago. Ooh, that is significant. That is very significant with the same, it's the, to buy the same goods and services. Damn so it. this is the, that's the cumulative impact of inflation, yeah. right? Even though it's slowing down, that that's $710 a month, two years ago was what was it like, I wish I could save that much and dollar cost average the S&P. Right. The, the crazy thing about inflation is it's so misleading. Like you think like, oh, we're at 9%. So inflation is coming down from like a year ago. Well, it's still going up though. Like, yeah, it's just going up slower. Yeah, it's just going up slower. So inflation is still here. It's still present. It still hurts. And uh, the whatever happened, you know, two years ago is I think it's here to stay unless we somehow get to a disinflation cycle. And I uh, don't know how that happens. Don't like. Yeah, I don't think anyone wants that. It well, it, it wrecks us in international trade. Ah, that makes sense. Yeah. Like it really, really wrecks us. Yeah. I just uh, I just wish the Fed would stop uh, trying to stop wage growth. Like, yeah. How about we just tell people to save money? If you want to help inflation? Uh, don't buy so much. Put, put some money in the savings account. Try that yeah. for a little bit. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 I uh, I'm cutting out fast food. Not and not just well, mostly pushed by the blood test that came back from the doctor telling me about uh, my cholesterol. But uh, you know, that's one thing I, I realized. Like I've been eating less fast food anyway. Like the more I cook at home. Yeah. I don't know. So the thing is, it seems like fast food sometimes is still cheaper than. Like trying to go buy groceries. It can, it can absolutely, absolutely. I mean, the the frozen French fries prices are just about to where they they are at fast food. They're not, they're not even prepared. Right, right. I get an extra large French fries at McDonald's, and I'm like, this is about <laughs> what I'm getting in a bag of French fries these days. Right. <laughs> yeah, because they keep shrinking all the packages. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if that's factored into this whole inflation thing was the, the shrinking of all the stuff that you used to get. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good question. Uh, I do know that if you look at one year over year, uh, last year, the, the gain was $536 this year, it's been 202. So it has slowed. Yeah. And, uh, that 536 number included when gas spiked above $5 a gallon. Yeah. And I think some of this too, or uh, I think a lot of his services from what was driving like this latest reading, is that, am I remembering that right? Like services were still like increasing higher than expected. Mm, uh, they didn't touch on that in my story. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, fuck. That sucks. <laughs> Anything happy to, to end on before we move on? Um, I was just going to say, maybe maybe we can let some advertisements cheer us up. Yeah. Well, remember what I said about not spending money? Yeah. <laughs> uh, do, do, do as I say. No, wait. Do as I do not. Wait. Just wait until after this message. <laughs> Longtime fans of the show should be familiar with the lender formerly known as Sue Pullen, and I'm pleased to announce that she's back, fresh off a of rebrand and ready to help as Sue Mackey. Sue is a certified mortgage advisor at Fairway Independent Mortgage, an equal housing lender who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. She has over 20 years of experience helping thousands of homeowners. Whether it's purchasing, refinancing, or even a reverse mortgage, Sue will help. Sue's licensed in 36 states now, so reach out and let Sue Mackey it happen for you. 
The best way to reach her is just give her a call at 520-977-7904 or in an email, spullen at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number of 2289. Sue Mackey has an MLS number of 206048. That email again, S-P-U-L-L-E-N at fairwaymc.com. And that phone number is 520-977-7904. Shoot Sue an email and let her know she needs to update that address. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Okay, it's start now. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> All right, should we play some stock music? Yeah, let's, uh, let's talk about some stocks. Now it's talk about stocks time Looking for setups and still not advice Big moves, fresh news and earnings All that we're saying is still not advice Stock time Please don't say uh, Okay, Can I go first? Yeah. I have a, I have a great one that uh, Laura found. Uh, Zoom, the person who, uh, the company that made uh, remote work possible Basically, mm-hmm. I, I have to say they're probably like the, the ones that kind of kicked off that whole fad, right? Yeah. Or at least they benefited yeah. the most from it. They um, yeah. Sure helped their stock. Yeah. Well, guess what they're doing now? Um, they are demanding their employees return to the office. <laughs> <laughs> Zoom spokesperson said to Business Insider, quote, we believe that a structured hybrid approach, meaning employees that live near an office need to be on site two days a week to interact with their teams is most effective for Zoom. We'll continue to leverage the entire Zoom platform to keep our employees and dispersed teams connected and working efficiently. But apparently they have a really loose definition of what near means. Uh, they consider anything within 50 miles or 80 kilometers uh, as, as close. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's that's ironic, right? I think that's actually irony. Um, no, irony is the use of words with to express an intended something meaning. other than their. Oh, yeah, to express yeah. something other than their literal attention. Damn it! So that's just coincidence. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just a coincidence. Yeah. All right, shit. Well, I'll try again. All right. Well, what else you got? <laughs> I I. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Well, I got I got a, I got a couple of feel good stories. Um, have you ever heard of Barstool Sports? Yes, Dave Portnoy. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. sold his uh, Barstool Sports to Penn Entertainment. I believe their stock ticker is P E N N. Yeah, I know Penn. 
Yeah. Patton's yeah. big into the uh, gambling, like sports betting, aren't they? Yes, which yeah. is what Barstool was doing, right? Oh, I didn't realize that. I thought he was an investor or something, because wasn't he like throwing money on like GameStop during that whole meme stop craze? He he may have he may have, um, mm. but from what I understood is is he he was the guy who started uh, Barstool Sports. Yeah, yeah. Sold it to Penn Entertainment. Well, Penn Entertainment sold it back to him. I mean, they they just bought this thing from him, right? Uh-huh. Six months, six months ago, they they bought all of Barstool. They started with a small stake, and they bought him out six months ago, and now they sold it back to him for a fucking dollar what a fucking dollar because instead they have purchased from disney the espn brand for their online sports betting uh, but why do they need to get rid of what is what, what does that have to do with this oh because they didn't get the gaming license it's speculated that because of him oh. they couldn't get a gaming license in the state of new york Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, fucking good deal for fucking Portnoy. Talk about, like, wow, profiting off being an ass. It's like winning the lottery twice. <laughs> like, we know we bought this brand from you, but it's kind of tainted. So here, you can just, just here. Yeah, you can go uh, back for a, Here's your dollar. One of, <laughs> Give us a dollar. You need something. One of the... One of the articles, because I read a few before I found one that uh, didn't lock it out for the sharing. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah this one, it, it's uh, in a deal that would make Wall Street's fictional Duke yeah. Brothers proud. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about trading places. Uh, yeah. Uh, that was the that was the movie reference last week, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay. I'm not losing my mind. Oh, we just did that one. <laughs> Oh, somebody at Penn is. Yeah, holy shit. That's so weird to me. Like, I'm pretty sure you could have got more than a dollar. Right? Like, what's... Yeah. I, I don't I don't understand. Something fishy about that. It's just... Really fishy. It's uh, what the I think that's this. why they mentioned the Duke brothers. Like, they were like, eh, this is suspicious. Well, those guys were above board. I thought they were well-respected. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, they created jobs such as the job of leaking crop reports. Yes. Uh, high paying jobs, too, if I understand correctly. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. I got another I got another good one. OK. Uh, NVIDIA has been uh, seeing some some downturn. Uh, guess who people are blaming? AMD. No, 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 no. no. Uh, it's obviously got to be Kramer's fault. Wait, NVIDIA is struggling because of Jim Cramer? He's so powerful. I know, right? <laughs> uh, and that's, okay, so there's... <laughs> How does that work? I don't know. Well, on Wednesday, China's Baidu, uh, TikTok owner ByteDance, Tencent, and Alibaba have collectively made orders worth $1 billion to acquire about 100,000 A800 processors from NVIDIA to be delivered this year. So mm. a massive order that's about four billion dollars worth of gpus to be delivered in 2024 uh but even with that good news coming out the stock tank five percent june 9 and was down slightly pre-market june 10 uh investors pointed out though what they think the problem was uh kramer was on cnbc touting nvidia after the company offered all the details on its second gen ai powering grace hopper super chip and despite the fact that the company's stock has tripled in 2023, Kramer thinks the stock has more room to run. 
And that's the cardinal sin for the inverse Kramer crowd because they believe any stock he chooses is bound to be deceased just because Kramer picked it. Yeah, that may have been true for a while, but then he learns that, right? Like he can't stay ignorant of that. Right, right. And then he can use that against him. I don't know why they're referencing June 9th on a story that came out yesterday. I, That's a I, little annoying. Is it a slow news weekend? I think be. it is with my next story, but we'll get there. No, uh, no. I think, but I actually think that he can really exploit any kind of anti Kramer effect. Well, I mean, let's look at the fucking chart here. On June 9th, uh, the dates that they referenced there, it was trading at under $400. And then less than a month later, it was already touching new all time highs up at 460s. Damn. So, uh, yeah, I have to say he looks like he was right on this one. Yeah, we've had we've had a pullback, but it's not it's the still the world pullback. Yeah, it still hasn't come back to his entry. Yeah. If you, I mean, yeah, if you entered if you entered in June, you're it's you're still green. Yeah. I mean, as much as uh, it's fun to shit on Kramer, I don't think he deserves this one. But yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, like he he doesn't. He doesn't have that much power. He admitted <laughs> that something that they would do, not in that John Stewart interview. Yeah. He never said, this is the only thing we do. I know, right? The only thing I did, <laughs> right? Yeah. It was a thing. It was a possibility. He's like, this is a tool in my toolbox. Right. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. 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 Also, he's an ass. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. And I talked to. Um, fuck, I can't remember who that per- who that was. I talked to somebody who'd worked with them, been on his show multiple times, and she said that he's one of the nicest people she's ever met. Really? Yeah. Because he always comes off so pompous when I see him on on TV. What? You think his TV personality is a reflection of who he is? Oh, damn. <laughs> You're right. right? Yeah, I know. Fuck. Well, not when you put it that way. I know. All right. Where are we at? Uh, Elon Musk auctioned off a bunch of Twitter branded stuff in an auction. I thought I saw something about that. Yeah. Yeah. More than 600 items, including neon signs that flash the Twitter logo, uh, giant hashtag, a, an at symbol, uh, branded furniture, like like the Twitter bird on like coffee tables and right. sofas and shit. Wow. Why? I just don't understand what he's doing with this company. I, I, uh, part of me feels like, I know this is really tinfoil hat, but it, like this Twitter was used all over the world in civil unrest situations mm-hmm. from the Middle East to France and Europe and Russia. People have used Twitter to organize San Francisco. I'm all over America. People use Twitter to organize. Mm-hmm. And I think he's shutting it down. I think he's ah. like, I'll just tank the fucking company and then people all over the world can't organize. Full Bond villain. Yeah, but they're just going to move to something else. We'll see. I hope so. It, yeah. does, it hasn't happened yet. There's been no competitor. It's still lost. It's still lost a big chunk of its user base. Yeah, yeah it did. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they, they haven't shown up elsewhere. It's just, you know, the person that uses many social media outlets. Now they're using one less. Uh, now, but he's been instituting some changes that I think some of them have been nice. Uh, and then he's also instituted a revenue sharing program, too, which is kind of interesting. Earning money by creating popular posts. Yeah, that's 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 good for good for society. Uh, of course, you got to hit five million views. So good luck you with remember, that. 
Remember what the news used to be like in the 80s and 90s? Uh, no. Before it went 24 hours? And I never watched the news until we started this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even joking. <laughs> oh my God. Remember that movie Anchorman 2? I was like that. <laughs> like that? Yeah. Before, before, when the news didn't turn a profit, it was very boring and very informative and not controversial. Yeah, yeah. The moment we shifted to for-profit news programs, mm-hmm. everything has gotten worse in society. That bleeds, it leads. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? Like, we've yeah. got this 24-hour news cycle, and it's like, talk about something, talk about something, talk about something. You know, at the beginning of television, the big three stations were forced to have news programs in order to get a broadcasting license. They had to have X amount of hours be public service news informative. <laughs> and now I was your age. <laughs> God damn it. Get off my lawn. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Twitter's like, like instead, like it's bad. It was already a popularity contest. And now we got money, money involved. Yeah. But also it's, like, it's going to be tits and cats. Yes. Yes. I really wanted to say it's going to be titties and pussies, but. I didn't think people would understand. I mean, you're right. You're probably right. I mean, that's what sells, right? Yeah. People love cats. People love <laughs> cats. And dogs. And dogs. Apologies for all the dog lovers. They love cute animals. Yeah, yeah. I just watched Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Tons of cute animals. Total pandering. Are you tired of having just one source of annoyance in your life? Well, look no further, because Twex is here to shatter your tranquility. Twitter, the platform that taught us brevity is the soul of wit, now collaborates with Twix to bring you 280 characters of chocolate-coated confusion. Share your mundane escapades and receive instant feedback from strangers who just happen to be experts on everything. Twix is the sanctuary where every thought, no matter how trivial, can find a home. Twix, the delightful candy bar that's been a snack time staple, is now infused with the experience of endlessly scrolling through tweets that make you question the fate of humanity. Now you can experience the joy of savoring caramel and chocolate without simultaneously wondering if your time would be better spent arguing with bots about the color of the sky. Twex. Feeling chaos one bite at a time. Twex cannot be held responsible for any loss of sanity, IQ points, or friends due to consumption or sharing our products. Use at your own risk. All right. Should we, uh, should we move on? Yep. Yep. All right. Is it time for crypto, I think? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's talk All about right. crypto. I am excited for this one. I got some crypto in my wallet. Yeah, I got some crypto in my wallet. Some Doji Sushi Polka Dot NFT. Decentralized, anonymized, fabulous cryptocurrency. Ah, uh, Dan, I've got a story about our favorite favorite personality in crypto sam bankman fried has uh had his bail revoked no yeah he's been there's probable cause that uh, he attempted to tamper with witnesses no it's the guy who was following him around to write his book is he still there because i cannot <laughs> wait to read this thing if all this shit's going to be involved too <laughs> it's like, like he, he just gets comfortable and forgets that he's there right just <laughs> right right it's like dialing up hey 
Don't you fucking testify. You fucking testify. I'll take your goddamn throat. So someone did a courtroom sketch and I'm looking, trying to see if I can find the ghost writer next to him, but no, I don't think so. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, He was remanded uh, at least temporarily to the Metropolitan Detention Center in Brooklyn while the parties sort out the details of how he will review discovery materials ahead of his trial scheduled for October. Uh, following the ruling, he was handcuffed and escorted out of the cl- courtroom and the lawmate- lawyers filed an immediate notice of appeal on Friday. Uh, they are, they say that he needs access to a computer, but when he gets access to a computer, he's been using VPNs to subvert monitoring and speaking with reporters about his former executive, Carolyn Ellison, contacting potential witnesses, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, I think the biggest thing that kicked this off was the, uh, the stuff that he leaked about the ex-girlfriend Ellison. Yeah. He smear campaign on her, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Judge Kaplan sided with the prosecutors on the claim that he was, quote, covering his tracks when he leaked those personal documents to the Times by allowing a reporter to review them in person. Uh, Kaplan also added that leaking an ex-girlfriend's intimate writings would only be done to, quote, hurt, discredit, and frighten the subject of the material. Yeah. Agree with that? 100%. Yeah. Wow. So they locked him up? Yeah, or at least while they try to figure out how to move forward and give him access to a computer with probably supervised that's so weird to me that you know what that's that's such a and it's such a generational thing too they're like okay you use that computer to do your email and he's just like no do whatever (laughs) i want yeah yeah yeah. it's like a kid that you try to put in timeout you can't yeah right (laughs) of course you can still use your phone i might have to text you yeah yeah (laughs) just don't use it for things you're not supposed to Right. Yeah, so this whole uh, SBF thing is getting very entertaining. Wow. Yeah, he's going away for a long time. I hope so. <laughs> he, he, yeah, he's, it was the Wild <laughs> West. Yep. It was the Wild West, and so, you know, you got some real shady characters. They're cleaning up this town. Right? Somebody's <laughs> got to come in and clean this town. Yeah, yeah. All right, you got anything uh, for crypto? I'm wishing I'd photoshopped a, a six shooter in Gary Gensler's hand. Oh, Jesus. Now <laughs> yeah, right. For this, uh, just, look at the sheriff photo hat. Of my story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> clean up this town. Um, so, you know, there's been this big race to get a, a, a Bitcoin ETF. Yeah. Right. Yeah. A spot, an actual spot Bitcoin fund. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, Kathy Wood's ARK Invest had a filing the deadline for the sec to make a decision was august 13th Mm -hmm. and the sec has kicked the can down the road they're like ah we need more time jeez so they're seen as the first in line and they was thought that they we would finally get a decision here soon but apparently um they're not it, and and it wasn't apparently it wasn't even uh, Arc that filed. It was the the options exchange that filed oh, with really? the SEC for the rule change that would allow oh. them to list. Oh, damn! And now they're saying the process could stretch into twenty twenty four. Mm-hmm. Oh god, you gotta be! I'd be pissed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had plenty of time to make a decision here. I I'm trying to I'm trying to think like what. If any of the th- ways that you want to define it, if you want to define it as a commodity, if you want to define it as a collectible, like a baseball card, if you mm-hmm. want to define it as a digital currency, 
what is preventing any of those three definitions from having a spot fund ETF? I have no idea. Like if it's any one of the three, it's still eligible, isn't it? I would think so. I mean, you have spot uh, funds, ETFs that track um, plenty of other commodities. So, you know, that's not the every thing. commodity you've got yeah. every currency, right? Is it, is it, can, can, can I not, we've got, it's art. Like can, is it illegal? Can I not have like a Picasso ETF? Um, hmm. I don't know. Let's, uh, let's, let's, uh, we should reach out to, to Ray and yellow man. Make them do the work. <laughs> Make them ask chat GPT. No, Kyle, 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 you're you're totally framing it wrong. Oh, oh. Not make them do the work. It's uh, I I think uh, I Ray just knows so much more about art than we do, and Yellow Man just has all the contacts to look in the shady dark corners of the web. Has he, has he gotten back from China yet? <laughs> it's I a mean, long bike that, ride. Yeah, that was like two <laughs> years ago. I think we sent him out. <laughs> uh, I guess maybe maybe you can't have a baseball card ETF. I don't know about baseball, but I thought I've seen something where like people are selling like investments in wine and art, but I don't think they're ETFs necessarily. There's some kind of investment vehicle that people have been putting together. They look like scams to me, but what do I know? Right. I don't know. I don't know. If you can have an ETF that buys silver, why can't you have an ETF that buys Picasso paintings? They're right. more finite. <laughs> Probably because the value is a lot more subjective. How, how so? Because... Uh... Okay, mm. silver's got a manufacturer value, but we know that's not the price of metals alone. Yeah. There's a subjective element. Maybe, yeah, I suppose. Hmm. No, I don't know. I don't anyway. know. We'd have to probably have to ask somebody who uh, makes ETFs. Just asking questions, man. Yeah. Just asking questions. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, uh, is, that, is that Gensler in there? Yeah. Is that Gary a... standing behind you? Yeah. Oh, hey, Gary. <laughs> Oh, God damn, he got me too. Oh, fuck. Sheriff Gary's in town. He is not essing around. Okay, okay. No Bitcoin ETS. We understand. Didn't want to buy a Bitcoin ETF anyway. Wasn't going to either. <laughs> Still supposed <laughs> to talk about it. Jeez. Oh. <laughs> All right, Dan. Well, uh, so hopefully we have a little more time to to talk good, bad, and ugly this week. Uh, I don't have really any good, bads, or uglies because I didn't do any trading, but I uh, still mm. thought it'd be fun to kind of talk about some of the stuff that we learned while we were... Uh, we did take some time off to watch, rewatch some videos and, uh, and recenter ourselves. I admit I did dabble and I did uh, make, take, make a few trades on Friday morning, but I, I was ready. Yeah, I, I, I was ready to trade Friday too, but I decided to... I had told myself last week that I wasn't going to trade for the whole week. So for me, it was important to keep that commitment. Uh, uh, I don't think you made any such promise to yourself. I was just like, yeah, yeah, I need to take some time off. Need to take the week off. I, mean, yeah. I said the week. I don't know. I don't know about you, Dan, but like the start of the week, I was feeling a lot of um, feelings of like not moving forward. Like, oh, like I'm not doing my job anymore now. And by the end of it, like, come like Wednesday, Thursday, then suddenly it was like exciting again. I was getting excited on the things that I was back testing. I was getting excited and watching the videos with you. We were doing a lot of replay on Dom, like practicing ourselves, like the stuff that we, we were watching. Like, ah, careful. Don't, don't get too emotional. We got to be robots. 
There'll be robots out there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that that's always the feeling. That feeling at the very beginning is what always stops me from doing these things when I need to. And I'm just so glad that like having you there to help me recognize that I needed it. Mm, mm. Like if, I feel like I could have probably tried to push that like another two weeks and just kept floundering worse and worse and worse. If, yeah. If I hadn't been able to, to pull myself out of that cycle. Well, good. Um, that's, that's awesome. And I'm, I'm glad to be here. Uh, I was telling uh, Jamie Lynn earlier, I was like, you know, this week's been really good for me and Kyle. Cause when we're trading together, it's, it's like, uh, uh, like we're, we're hunting as a pack or even doubles tennis. Like we have to practice mm-hmm. together if we're going to trade together and we, and, and watching the videos uh, at the same time. Yes. And then, and doing Dom replays together at the same time, I feel like it, it has been a big part of, of the ability to, to have such growth this week. Yes. Uh, and like things are just starting to like click. It feels like this week too. Reading that Wyckoff book and then watching the Vico videos, it's like whoa. That Wyckoff book, the Wyckoff 2.0, was the one that I had. Oh man! Like you have the one that's actually explaining the methodology of the trading. Like this is just kind of like a revisit and refresher on it. So I'm gonna have to read yours uh, next. Yeah, mine's called the Wyckoff methodology in depth. Yeah. Yeah. By by Ruben Villahermosa. But that's made me completely like change the way that I look at balance, the way I look at uh, accumulations yeah. and like what, rotations. Like it's put me in the mindset of what the big money traders are trying to do. And like I, I think the realization finally hit that they're trying to manipulate our emotions. Yeah. Our, the other traders' emotions. Yeah. And yeah, and that realization I think has really helped like solidify to me that like when I know that somebody's trying to manipulate me, then I fight back against it. And then now I finally have something that I can use that rebel spirit yeah, right. to put it to good use and let it work for me. Like, okay, we're not going to let these guys manipulate our emotions. Right. Uh, on one of my playbacks and on one of my trades this morning, uh, mm-hmm. I had my stop set and then I had that, that similar thinking in mind. And I thought to myself, they know where your stops are, Dan. So I moved my stops up another like two points and then i put mm-hmm. three entries where my stops were yeah nice and they fucker i i both times i did it they ran the stops i got stopped out on a couple of my mm-hmm. one or two each time of my initial entry but i got all my new entries and then the move went on in, in my direction and it was like ha <laughs> and before i would just get stopped out and be like and then it moved without me what the and I get really right. emotional and fucking call it a day. That liquidity flush, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Every time. It's real. It's real. Then, I'll mm. tell you what What really solidified it for me was reviewing all those trades from last Thursday, or last Friday. The ones that were my ugly from oh, the, yeah. the yeah. past week. Like I could literally like see the footprints of my emotional state going on through the trade log. Like, Ooh. oh, here I am trying to fade a strong bullish move. Too soon. Too soon. Oh, here's where I finally got pissed off at being stopped out trying to fade this thing. And I decided that must be time to go long. (laughs) Oh, and look at that. I'm going long right into the resistance that I should have been waiting for this entire time. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. So uh, I'm I'm really excited for next week. Isn't that interesting? (laughs) Isn't it? I I'm I'm excited to be at a place 
where we can observe the process and pick way mm-hmm. better entries. Uh, I do. Uh, I didn't have a bad, but I did have what I think of is an ugly. Oh, really? Yeah. When we were watching uh, the, one of the trade pro videos, we, uh, you know, I went, I went back and lo- reloaded that same date and time to replay it mm-hmm. myself. And I noticed that my numbers on the Dom were not the same as Vico's. Oh, that's right. I was getting tiny numbers. And uh, uh, I mentioned something to you and you were like, oh, yeah, I had to go down that rabbit hole a while back. You have to go switch this setting to where it, it doesn't auto update every zero seconds. It waits 2,500 milliseconds. And if there's another trade, it just it adds it to that number. Right, right, right. Holy shit. Yeah, it makes a big difference. <laughs> I've been looking at numbers no, one at a time instead of looking at them at like groups of five and ten. Holy shit. It's pretty impressive you managed to do as well as you did <laughs> with that setting the way it was, actually. Right? I had that month positive of sim trades. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you almost passed a couple of emails. Right? Oh, I, I, so, so it was really ugly that it took me this long to figure that out. It has been remedied, and, and I expect this week to go quite better than, uh, so what that, than I was doing. That tells me... What that tells me is that you're really good at spotting reactivity. Uh, right, because I was spotting it without mm-hmm. without seeing the big numbers. Without, the, without seeing the absorptions. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you straight up, it, it almost isn't the, the amount of numbers. It's it's the speed of the movement. Mm-hmm. You know, it, yep. it's that's if I if I really sit on my hands and wait for that and then enter like the the, my, the odds of a winning trade go way up. Yeah, that I can see that in all the notes there, are, yep. all the logs that I've been taking, <laughs> for everything that I've done. If yep. You exclude that reactivity, and then suddenly everything looks shitty. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I programmed a bot that's positive, but I'm, I'm like, I could do better than this bot. I can do yeah. better than this bot. That's where I'm at. I'm like, and how they fix my dom? Yeah, fuck that bot. I'm doing it. I don't know. The thing about the bot is it can work while you're sleeping. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. All right, maybe I'll do one one Apex account. I'll let the bot go at it, and then uh, yeah, see who see who does better. See who gets funded first. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right, I like it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, should we uh, should we move on to the bet? Do we have Do we have to? Can Can we hold cash? Uh, I think we want to. Well, we don't have to actually take a trade. <laughs> I've got one that I actually like. Oh, though. okay. What is it? Well, let me play the song oh, first. Okay. Let's hear that song. <laughs> Call that a teaser. <laughs> I need it, wanna beat it, gonna win it if I take it from you. I'm filling my position, squid your bitch, and random's gonna lose. Got a chart full of levels and a stop that's not too tight. It's bet, pick a time in the shop, so pick them right. Speaking of stops, after listening to that song again, uh, I think the stops you had last week were actually right in the right, the perfect spot. Really? Because uh, when I flipped over to it on Tuesday, I watched it rotating there before it took us out for quite some time, it seemed like. Mm. Okay. So somebody showed up there to try to defend it. Hey, all right. 
Yeah. But uh, the the one that I'm watching uh, that I'm looking at is Triple M. Triple M. The guys who make the post-it notes. 3M Company. I have a balance area that I've drawn that basically goes from 96 to, say, 105. Mm-hmm. I see it. Um, okay. I have prices tried to escape uh, the top a couple times. It just recently tested the bottom, came up, broke out of that pretty aggressively on that earnings, but now it is rotating back inside that value area. I, 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 I want to buy puts. Yep. No, I mean, I'm writing down a note right now for myself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got this on my paper trade for the options. Good catch. Good catch. <laughs> so I'm targeting uh, basically the midpoint of here. Probably uh, start with like 100. Yeah. And then and then uh, 98. Uh, I was going to go 97, try to get down closer to the bottom. But yeah, 98 probably works. Okay. Well, there's that little, there's a little gap right there, right? Not gap, but a little, oh. little drop in the volume profile. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I was doing this without volume profile, so if you got a better spot to pick, then ninety-eight works. For uh, it could it could stall out at ninety-eight and pop back up to the top of the distribution. Hey, I mean, it could do it at one hundred two or one hundred as well. But odds are, it's going right. to hit that other side. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I, I love it. Uh, where would you where would you stick the stop on this one then? Uh. 10675 give it room just in case it pops that uh it's it, yeah uh, you're, that you're leaning on you're leaning on that node actually that what happened on Thursday I think just makes this look even better is you look they tried to push it back up out of there and they soundly rejected that yeah. sellers did look at that wick yeah daily yep. I like this one all right so yeah short take profit one 100 take profit 298 stops to break even Sounds good. Uh, what were you going to say? I was going to say we could also go along uh, the Livent Corporation, LV, LTHM. If you want to look at that chart for a second. I think it's in a, a nice little distribution mm. channel testing the, the floor. Yeah. Got to zoom way out to catch the whole. That is a big, that is a big area. Um, how long do you think it'll take for that trade to play out? Oh, well, probably longer than a week. <laughs> Dang, I do kind of like this one, too. I think I'd want it a little bit lower, though. I, I have shares of, of LTHM. That's why I, I watch it. Oh, And okay. I'm like, okay. mm, do I want to pick up some calls? They just, I think I they just, they, they did the, the Wyckoff tests to the bottom i think it's the shakeout i'm watching it i'm watching it because if if that 22 half holds oh boy we're gonna we're gonna see 26 <laughs> and that's that's some good options i think i like triple m just because i'm feeling like the markets aren't quite done going down a little bit i think i'd rather have i know i want to do triple m too but i wanted you to look at that stock chart because i have shares and I, I wanted to get a second opinion anyway <laughs> yeah all right mmmm it is uh, stop talking about stock charts uh well let's look at random stock what do they get random has decided to bet big on big tech nasdaq uh tech cisco csco the networking company yep Bastards. 
Wow. Right at its uh, 52-week high. Yikes. Okay. Well, there's a, there's some massive rotations back in March of 22 that it's just coming back up into. I think it's going to have a hard time getting past that. I think I think it looks like it's stall. It's right where we want to see it stall out. So I think fuck off random. Oh, you know what else it has? So. Earnings on the sixteenth. God damn it! <laughs> oh, random, you son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> Trying to pull a fast one damn on us. It. Oh boy! Oh, I hope it's a miss. Because, well, how often do uh, stocks shoot higher when they're already going up into earnings? That's that's true. There's a statistical edge that it drops. If you remember that news article we read, if you if you believe it. Ah. Oh man, Cisco looks. Cisco's had some pretty big moves. It seems like on those earnings lately. Yeah, people from AI to cloud emails are using Cisco. Sure, traffic networking technology. <laughs> Is that what it is? <laughs> it's how they connect all their supercomputers. Yeah, right. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, it might actually be shit. All right. Touche random. Eat a dick. I see what you're doing. <laughs> uh, we do all it. All right. We made it. Did we, we make made it? it? You can you can sit back, relax, have the the beer. And the marijuana that I had before we started recording. <laughs> I took out all the coughs. Oh, good. Thank, thank God. Uh, <laughs> thanks for sticking around to the end, folks. We sure do appreciate it. We always have a good time. We hope you do, too. Uh, we're going to go ahead and close up the shop, however. Got to happen eventually. Yeah. Uh, it's a weekend, man. Got to get out there and enjoy the day. That's right. We hope you're enjoying your day as you listen to this. And uh, it'd be really nice if people just hit that five star rating, just like Jim Cramer recommended you not to do so. And take care. <laughs> Happy trades. Two Bulls in a China Shop is an entertainment program, and all thoughts and opinions expressed in the show belong to the hosts and not of any company. They are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide entertainment about stocks and the financial industry of trading. If you make trades based on what you hear in this show, you assume all risks for those trades.